been very fortunate in being here for quite a few years. One of the joys is to have people uh, on our church staff that I remember being born, <laughs> like Andy Walker. Um, it's a joy to marry adults now that were children when I came here. Uh, it's, it's just exciting to see how life changes and how people grow and how people develop. Uh, many years ago, there was a little guy running around here. His name was Josh Lawson. And we loved him. Sometimes we wanted to grab him and shake him. <laughs> but, but we loved him. <laughs> uh, this church had a profound impact on Josh's life. And several months ago, Josh just said, look, sometime when I'm in, I would love to share uh, about my life and about the church and about how the church uh, has helped him uh, along. So, Josh, come and share with us today. important lessons I learned here uh, because I, if you look at a building one of the most important things in, uh, in that building is the foundation and that's what I got here and I treasure that and value that more than just about anything else but one of the biggest lessons that I learned here was that in the kingdom of God and when you're praising Jesus you don't need to be ashamed of it you don't need to be afraid of it you don't need to be worried about it and I found a song I'm not going to sing it <laughs> but I found a song that demonstrates that and Valerie, that's that first video. So, if you want to stand up, go for it.
was raised on the main streets of Clarksburg here. I currently live in Loris, South Carolina, which is right outside of Myrtle Beach. I have one daughter, two on the way. I know. Whew. Whew. That's where the grace of Jesus comes into play. Um, and my lovely wife, who is at, should be at, they should be at church right now. But um, I'm going to share with you some things that I learned here, and not just my words, they're God's, so you can believe them. Um, the first one is that God is real. Um, and by being here, I learned that in so many different ways. There's so many different ministries that the church is involved in that I've been a part of. I've helped out with the food pantry and just different service projects around the church. And one of the, the um, coolest expressions of God's love that I ever witnessed here was shortly after my dad passed away. Um, it was Sunday, November 16th, 2003. And that was a day that I will never forget because I was at school and my uncle came and told me that my dad had passed away. And it's not very, people say, you know, they, they, they talk to God and I, I fully believe that. But it was that night I was, I had many options to do many different bad things that I would have regretted later. But I was, I was riding in the back of a pickup truck coming from Salem down Highway 50. I heard God's voice and to this day I know it was God's voice that said, you need to go to church. So I came here, and I was just surrounded with love, and that's awesome. But uh, one example um, actually involves Ron. I know he had no idea I was going to tell this story. But <laughs> after my dad passed away, we were getting the sur his sur funeral service ready. And I was calling people to say, you know, will you help me carry my dad's casket? And I called Ron. And I said, man, I know you're working. Or I said, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, well, I, I'm working. And I said, um, I was just wondering if you would help me. And before I got the sentence finished, he said, yes. He said, I'll be there, whatever you need. So, love you, man. Um, and also another story involving Ron. The first time I brought my wife, well, the second time I brought my wife to church here, we were sitting right over here. And we're sitting there talking. And this guy came up and gave me like a big bear hug. And I talked to him for a second. And when he walked away, my wife looked at me and was like, what's that? I was like, that's just wrong. <laughs> Good times. But um, the next thing that I learned is that God has a sense of humor. Yes, and if you pray for certain things, God will deliver. Absolutely. Um, for the longest time, you know, I can be an impatient person. So I'm like, God, please help me increase my patience. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah, well, he answered. Um, one example, I, I go to Coastal Carolina University in Conway, South Carolina. Woo. Um, and when I transferred, I transferred in with 71 credit hours. They accepted 17 of them. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, really? Come on. Um, but it ended up working out. Um, I have my bachelor's degree, and I'm currently working on my master's degree. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that goes into more about the God having a sense of humor part. I was going to teach middle school. That's what I wanted to do. 
yeah, what is he thinking? Um, so I go to talk to my advisor to register for classes, and she's like, there was a problem. This is where that long, awkward pause comes in, and I go, problem? What problem? She said, well, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to graduate on time. All right. She goes, have you ever thought about becoming an English major? <laughs> no, not at all. And I laughed like that. I really did. So I got my bachelor's degree in English, and that's how. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, going back to God being real. I have seen more miracles than I, I've seen angels. I've, se I've seen stuff I can't explain. I even saw a young man's, like, he had an arm deformity. I saw a young man's arm grow out right in front of my eyes. So I'm like, God, I want a miracle. Come on. I've been good. I've been good to you. I've been good to your people. Come on. <laughs> Sitting here waiting. Didn't show up. Well... It reminded me of a song that we used to sing. Um, many of you had the privilege of knowing um, Madonna Junkins. And uh, there was a song that we always used to sing. It was about talking to God. It said, sometimes God answers yes when I pray. Sometimes God answers wait when I pray. Sometimes God answers no just because he loves me so. But I know God always hears me when I pray. So I'm like, okay. That's that foundation part. So I'm like, all right. All right. Well, April the 6th, 2011, I got my miracle. And that was the day that my daughter was born. So, now back to the God having a sense of humor part. So, we have been talking about expanding our family. And um, we knew that my wife was pregnant. So, we go to the doctor. And they're doing a little scan on her stomach. We see the little baby, you know, kicking around, doing what little babies do in there. And she goes, let me widen the view a little bit. So she widens the view. I'm like looking at the wall or doing something. She widens the view, and she goes, oh. <laughs> I'm looking, I look at her, I'm like, oh, what? She said, there's two of them. <laughs> and my wife's laying there, you know, she pops up, <laughs> and she goes, what? And I couldn't do anything but laugh hysterically. So we're having twins, and they should be here in about two weeks. Yeah. Oh, goodness. What? Oh. And the, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and this Bible here, this Bible actually has a unique story. It's part of the foundation. This Bible has been all over the world. This Bible has been to Germany, it's been to Iraq, it's been to Qatar, it's been several places in the United States. This was actually given to me by um, Alan Hill in a youth group. Um, this was given to me Sunday, July 25th, 2004. That was two days before I left for boot camp. Um, and it's been beat up, but it doesn't close. <laughs> it's got... Uh, if I have a scripture that kind of talks to me, I'd, I, there's pieces of gum wrappers, pieces of envelopes. Even got some foreign currency in there. That's, that's pretty cool. Let's see. The Lord will guide you continually, watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. 
you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. That's Isaiah 58, 11. It's another thing. My eyes get off. I wear glasses, too. Let's see. Let's flip over here. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die like everyone else, will live again. They are given eternal life for believing in me and will not perish. Thank you, God, for that. Because I know certainly. But going back to, and miracles do happen. More miracles. Um, This story actually takes place before my dad passes away. We were driving down the road. And I was sitting in the back of a pickup truck. And we're driving and driving. And I hear the brakes squeak. squeak. Truck skids. I fly out of the back of the pickup truck. And we're doing 50 miles an hour. Okay. I landed on my feet. And and for anybody to tell me that God's not real. I'm standing here. You're here. That's a perfect example that God's real, alive, living, that Jesus loves you. And one of my all-time favorite scriptures here is in the book of Romans, as chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels can't and the demons can't. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, and even the powers of hell can't keep God's love away. Whether we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes. So that no matter, you can, all the sin that you've ever committed and the sin that you ever will commit is forgiven. That's not telling you to keep on sinning, but it's telling you that nothing you can ever do will separate you from God's love. And there have been times where somebody's asked me a question, a spiritual question. I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, the Bible gives us instruction for that too. If, we don't, if we're praying and we don't know what to pray for. Every time I flip through my Bible, I'm always singing another song that we learned that had the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yes, I'm... <laughs> Back in Romans 8. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress. For, for we don't even know what we should pray for. Nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays, for, prays with us and for us. In groanings that can't be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. And we know that God causes everything to work together. For the good of those who love him. And are called according to his purpose. So if you ever find that you're lost. And you don't know what to pray for. Just ask. God's a pretty simple, simple dude, I imagine. Yeah, I've talked to him a lot. It's not complicated. You just got to ask. But, let's see. So, it's good coming home. It really is. It's one of those things you can't, can't really explain it to people that don't live here or that aren't from this area, who haven't been a part of this community. You just, this is home. And it's good to come back. And you know, there's lots of people that I need to thank for allowing me to be here. Thank God for 
allowing me to stand up in front of you nice people. You should thank God that for that every day, um, for David for giving me the chance to speak today. Um, for there is actually, many of you know, um, Kurt Busick used to be the pastor here. He told me one time, and I didn't really think about it. He said, you're going to be something someday. Hopefully I am. I don't think I'm anything special. But if, if you guys want to tell me I'm special, you can. I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. I think there's something in here about being humble. but um. Oh, let's see. Just one more scripture that I'd like to share, if I can find it. Crazy thing about bookmarks, they fall out. It's one about love. I found it. Thank God for highlighters. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. And then further down in the passage, there are three things that will endure, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And if nothing else you get from being here today, me talking, whatever, that's awesome if you get something out of it, that's good. But know that God loves you. That if you ever have any questions about that, there are people here that would like to talk to you about that. People here that would drop everything they had to tell you that God loves you. Um, and that... I know this wasn't very long, and but that, that was my story. That was just part of my story. I want you to think about what your story is. Because hopefully my story can make a difference to somebody. I am thankful to God every day that I am where I am. Because I know I don't deserve it. Because once again, going back to the good book, the wages of sin is death. But the second part of that, the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Um, we just know that you're loved beyond anything else. This building, it'll go away one day. All the stuff that you have, it'll go away one day. We'll all go away one day. But the one thing that's going to remain forever is the love of Jesus Christ. Thank you guys for making me feel welcome, and I really appreciate you, and I'll be back again soon. In AD 51, the Apostle Paul makes his first trip to Philippi, and there he meets Lydia, who is a seller of purple, and meets her down by the river, and he leads her to, to faith in Christ. And later on, he uh, delivers this uh, young girl who is possessed by a demon, and for his goodness... Uh, he gets thrown in jail. Um, Paul eventually goes on to some other places, and later in his life, he, he finds himself, and he's a prisoner in Rome, and the church at Philippi finds out about his being under house arrest, and so they send uh, a guy from that church uh, who brings a gift to Paul, a, a monetary gift to, to help him along. And uh, when that person returns to Philippi, uh, he takes along a thank you note from Paul, and that thank you note uh, we know as the book of Philippians. And I just want to share just a, a brief part of that 
with you today is from Philippians 1. Begins verse 3. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Every time he remembered his friends, he gave thanks, and that caused him to pray joyfully for them. Uh, if there's one message I, I want you to hear today, and Josh has shared it with you as well, is the, the difference that people make in your life. And a lot of times we spend a lot of our time trying to change people or praying that God will make them different. And in doing so, we fail to thank God for people who made a difference in our lives. And so I want to challenge you during this time of Thanksgiving is to bring someone to mind that made a difference in your life, someone that you thank God every time you remember them. And that remembrance leads you to pray joyfully for them. But not only that, find a way to say thank you to them. If you look hard enough, you can find good in a whole bunch of folks. So... Spend some time doing that over Thanksgiving. Think of those who've made a difference in your life. Think of those that maybe you don't get along with, but, but there, there's some good about them, and, and decide, how am I going to maybe make that relationship better? But whatever it is you need to do, uh, do it. Relationships are so important. We gathered here today as a family, a family of believers. And, and we gathered here today not just so we could hear Josh. We gathered here today because we're a family. And we've shared worship together. In fact, we have, a lot of us have shared a lot of our lives together. And those are important things. Don't forget to give thanks. Seek out someone you can say thank you to. Always pray for them. And spend some time rejoicing in the relationships that you have with family and friends over this Thanksgiving holiday. But most importantly, remember the relationship that we have with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As Josh mentioned a little bit earlier, if you don't know him, I would love to tell you how you can have a relationship with him, a relationship that will change your life, not just now, but for eternity. And I'll be around afterwards, and you can find me, and, and I'd love to talk to you. But we're going to stand as we uh, close our worship today, and we're gonna, our band's going to come uh, and lead us in a song. And after our song, I have one little thing in closing at the end, but let's worship together. <laughs>